Hey, 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 it's Fat Albert. Nah, just kidding, guys. Welcome back to Freedom Empowered. It's Nick and Mason, not Fat Albert. But <laughs> we got another interview for you guys. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback on the first interview. So I think we're going to do a lot more interviews from now on. Well, it was so Nick didn't actually partake in this interview, but uh, this is one of my buddies. His name is Jervon Simon. His it's uh, he actually has his own podcast. He has a couple of things. So one of the, I I interviewed him because um, he definitely is achieving his own personal definition of freedom, or he's on the path to doing so. And he has a unique uh, two things. He has a unique version of personal freedom. One and two, he is actually taking massive action to make it happen. And his podcast is called Dream Achieve and Succeed with Javon Simon. Great podcast. Very smart guy. He is a officer in the United States Army. And but his passion is uh real estate. That's what he wants to do. And great part about it is when I interviewed him, he was in the process of getting his real estate license. Now he has it and he's making moves on um making his dream come true. He's working with professionals in the uh, industry. He got his license. He owns properties already. He um, has his own podcast because he wants to get into public speaking. And all around, he knows what he wants, and he's taking action to get him there. And that's something that you guys should be inspired by because when you see him, you know, you talk about obstacles. You talk about working that 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., how you create success. He is um, in the army, he's very busy, but he doesn't let that hold him back. And he doesn't say that, hey, I already have a job, I can't do more. He is doing whatever it takes to make it happen. And he's being successful at it. There's no excuses for Jervon Simon. And there shouldn't be excuses for you guys either. So throughout this episode, if you're interested in real estate, or you're interested in podcasting, because we do talk a little bit about podcasting, um, you should definitely pay attention and you should yeah, definitely. Well, or if you're even just interested in hearing the story of someone pursuing their personal freedom. Like last interview, we talked to someone who was already there. This interview, we're talking to someone who, who's working their way there. Right. Yeah. And, he's, and not only is he working his way there, but it's actually happening. And you can see how you take little steps to get to where you want to go. You don't just say, I want to be a public speaker and talk to thousands of people. You don't just say, hey, I want to have a real estate empire. You start off small. You start off with little steps. You start off uh, building that uh, skill set. And that's what he's doing. There's by no means does he want to be a real estate broker for a company and just work for somebody else. He specifically talks about it multiple times in the interview that he does not like taking uh, instructions from people. He likes doing his own thing. He doesn't like being told what to do. And But the first step is to build that skill set and that knowledge base. And that's what he's doing by getting his real estate license and by um, uh, just getting his feet wet in the business. So without further ado, I would say go ahead and give it a listen and let us know what you guys think. What's up, everyone? I'm, it's Mason. And of course, Javon. <laughs> So what we're going to talk about today is kind of show you how our two shows are very similar and 
I've talked about this before, but you think that uh, I'm crazy or if any of Javon's listeners think that he's crazy for having a very unique view on the world and on business and on life, we're going to try to preview that there's more than one person that has the same view. And hopefully there's <laughs> millions of you out there that also think the same way. No, I'm sure there definitely are. There definitely are. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I've talked about my principles of like really working and, and things like that before, because a lot of times I kind of just focus on, you know, the individual and the different things that a person can do individually to get a step ahead. But I never really talk too much about, I guess, being an entrepreneur or going after different things in your life that you may want to do rather than just working a nine to five and not being happy right. and, you know, things like that. And I'm pretty sure that you have, but I just never have really talked about that. So mm -hmm. I definitely like to, to dive into it, especially with you who has a similar mentality and we're in a really similar situation, you know, both graduating from West Point and right. being in the army and, you know, kind of realizing what we do and don't want and understanding that right now what we're doing isn't exactly what we want to do. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> right. Something that's unique about uh, what we talk about on my show is it's not even necessarily being an entrepreneur, but it's simply doing whatever it is that you want because some people don't value money. And I don't, I don't think that having, like if you don't want to have your own business or you don't want to have a lot of money, I think it's totally fine. So that's kind of where I angle from, but exactly. But I know that you, I know that you are very business oriented just as an individual. So, you know, me too, but I also kind of like to touch on all the different bases usually with when I'm talking. Yeah, no, I agree as well because honestly, like when it comes to like what I've said about before, like you don't always have to be a 100% entrepreneur to, to be happy or to do what you want to do. You know, you, you might be happy working a job, but at the end of the day, a lot of the things that I'm talking about, they transfer over to being an entrepreneur and they also transfer over to working a nine to five job, especially if it's something that you really are passionate about and really like to do. And it gives you that freedom to kind of work and do what's best for you. Right. And if you want to do your own thing and you want to, even if your passion isn't business, if you want to be able to do it full time, you got to find a way to monetize it. You know what I mean? Because let's say Absolutely. you're, your absolute dream is to surf. Well, if you want to surf more than in the mornings and you want to make it a full-time thing, you're going to have to find a way to monetize it so that you can sustain yourself even if it is just your hobby. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's like I'm the kind of person where I don't enjoy being told what to do. I don't like, you know, people saying, hey, you got to go do this or you got to do that. And it's like, man, I don't really I'm not passionate about that. I'm that doesn't really fire me up every day. That's not what I'm happy doing. Um, and, and so if, if it's not really helping me or making me be happy, then I, it, I can't make sense of why people would not want to go be an entrepreneur or go do at least something that makes them happy. Because, you know, if, if like I said, if, if you're not happy, then you're not going to be as effective as you can be. And honestly, I think money-wise, it, it just makes so much sense to be an entrepreneur. Like, there's so many, there's reasons why business owners, not just like multi-millionaire business owners, but even like, you know, regular entrepreneurs who just, or small business owners, you know, that you know on the street or you know that might run a store down the street. There's a reason why they get more tax advantages than people who go and work a nine-to-five. Right. And You and, know what I'm saying? And Yeah. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think 
what a lot of people will say there, at least from when I've talked to people, because I try to uh, talk to people in my personal life too, because I think that it's been such a good move for me, but they always say, well, uh, what if working a nine to five, it's a steady job. It's relaxing. Like, what if I don't want to put in the work to build my own company or to, and what I say is first, if you put in a little bit of extra work up front, you might have to work after hours. They say that the majority of millionaires are created between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. But if you put in that couple of years of work up front where you're doing more than just working a job, then later on in life, when you just own your own business, you don't have to put in as much work because you're owning the business. And two, just money-wise, the average small business makes between three hundred and $500,000 a year. So that's more than that's more than the directors of agencies make. That's more than three-star generals make. You know what I mean? So for exactly. someone that, right, just to own a little, just to own a small business that's decently successful, you can make more money if that's what you want than even a surgeon. So I don't not understand the argument. I think people are just afraid to uh, take action and try something new. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, one thing that also people don't understand is that in order to get bigger in business and like, and I actually, I'm actually kind of reading about that now in this book that I'm reading, it's called a millionaire, millionaire real estate agent, because I'm going to get my license or I'm going to take the test for my license on Friday. Um, and I'm reading that book because it, you know, it helps out a lot with, you know, being an agent, but it also has a lot of business pr principles in it as well. And, you know, they say that being in a real estate agent is a lot like just being your own entrepreneur because you're an independent contractor working under another company and everything you do is honestly completely on your own unless you're like you know under a, a more controlling firm so for what i'll be doing is pretty much all on my own and all individual based and but the gist of what i'm trying to say is in the book it says it, it talks about how once you get to the point to where you're getting so many clients calling you and and trying to reach out to you to represent them you then have to make the decision, okay, either I take on less clientele or I put in systems to get to scale even bigger and become better, you know, which is, you know, putting in systems might be, you know, an assistant, maybe even owning your own brokerage. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand is that at first, when you become an entrepreneur and, and you open your business, you might have to be there every day. You might have to put in extra hours, even more hours than when you work a nine to five. But once you really put in a lot of effort and make good decisions with your business and it starts to grow and become popular down the line, it starts to become a passive income stream. If you put in the things in place in order to make it to where you can only have to go in, you know, once or twice a week just to check in on everybody. And you got a manager running the whole show and you're literally collecting the vast majority of the of the money that the business is making because of the time you put in what you built and the decisions that you made. And a lot of people don't understand that is that down the line, it there's, you know, obviously a financial benefit, but it's also a time benefit. You know, you put the work in up front and in the long run, like, you know, you don't even have to work if you don't have to. Right. You know what one, I'm of, one of the, one of the uh, examples that I usually use is I know a guy who owns, he's in the Domino's franchising business. And I've been looking a lot into franchising just because it's a, it's our, it's previously successful. You, you don't have to really market too much and it's all pretty much taken care of, but at the same time you're owning your own business. But the example I use is a guy I know, he owns a Domino's and he took out a large loan and he really bit the bullet at upfront and he was working, you know, seven days a week 
covering shifts, trying to find good people to work for him, trying to learn how to run this business. And it was a legit four or five years of grinding in an unglamorous job where people go, hey, like that's not that's not fun. That's uh, I don't know, like is is the dominant is the, working at fast food restaurant what you want to do. But now five years down the road, he's making 300 grand a year and doesn't work. He has someone that runs his business for him and he's every other week in the Caribbean or in you know, some ski resort because he's making way too much money just because he took the risk to become an owner of a business. And that's the key is being an owner, because if you're not an owner and you're just an employee, you can get a raise and you can get, you know, a promotion. But only to what point? Because at the end of the day, the business is all you're doing is helping someone else make their business better. You're helping someone else make their dreams and goals come true so until you take the risk to become an owner of something you're not going to be able to enjoy that that level of success absolutely and and one thing that i always say and i think i got this from one of the many books i've read is when you're when you're an employee the difference between an entrepreneur a business owner and an employee is that a business owner is his dream and he's paying other people to build his dream whereas employees are building other people's dreams they're you're building the business owner's dream like you're literally you're, you're just i don't know it just it doesn't make sense to me the more i think about it it's just like why would i want to go and get a job like why would i want to go out and try to apply for a job and build up my resume when i can easily build something not easily but when i can go and build something even if it's a pizza shop even if it's I don't know, like a, a clothing store or something, you know, something small like that, I can still build, build it and have it be my own and not really have anybody come in and tell me what to do. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah. Well, I, I actually, I, I heard this quote one time and it said, uh, uh, your, your paycheck is just the bribe that you're willing to take to throw your dreams away. And it's like, what amount of money people go? I mean, and so this is something that I've talked to people about, which it's, it's no skin off anyone's back. And I'm not focusing on money here, but money's the focal point of business. So they I, people will say, hey, like, I just want, like, I just got a offer for a $70,000 a year job or, a, you know, $65,000 a year job, 80000 even if it was $100,000. What is $100,000? Like, if you own your own business and you put in the work to be successful, you're talking upwards of, uh, you know, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year, if not finding major success and making millions of dollars. So I think people's just they've scaled their vision of success back. And that's kind of what I talk about on my show is I think that society has built this mold of what success is. It's hey, you gotta grow up, you gotta waste your younger years just goofing off, then you gotta go to college and get a degree in something that may or may not matter, and then just find an occupation in the field that you studied and it's there's no college there's no schooling that can teach you how to be an entrepreneur teach you how to own your own business all college is good for employees it's good for people who want to turn $35,000 a year into $50,000 you know what I mean it's, it can help you out if you're going to be an employee but there's nothing that teaches you how to take on the risk and take the unique action to go and start your own business or anything like that Absolutely. And, and it kind of sucks. And, you know, especially like when it comes to where we went to school and everything, I was always I'm always a type that's a nonconformist. I don't like like I said multiple times, I don't like being told what to do at all. Like I like to do what I want to do. Not saying that like, I you know, I, I don't do anything, but I just 
like to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if I want to work, I want to work towards something that I'm passionate about. And I think during my time at West Point and then after I graduated in my time in Army, I'm starting to see more and more people becoming brainwashed or people, not brainwashed, but people who are just like, oh, well, you know, this is just work. This is just, you know, how I pay my bills. Or some people say, oh, it's just easy. And I'm like, it's easy, but, you know, I don't know. Just to me, it doesn't make sense to why you wouldn't want to pursue something more. And that's just how I am. Like, again, in that book that I read, it says, you know, when you when people live by the rules all the time, they're just sticking to the rules and they're not really being creative. They're not really using their minds. They're just following what someone else tells you to do. And I've always been the type of person that asks why. You know what I'm saying? I'm always like, like, why can't I do that? Or if some or if, you know, there's a rule for us to do something, especially at school, I broke rules all the time. at West right. um, I mean, haven't we all? But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't let that hold me back. And, and, and it says that the people who are who are willing to break the rules and think outside of the box are the ones who are creative, who are the ones that think further ahead, and they're the ones who go on to do better and bigger things in their lives. And like and like you said, it's no knock on somebody who wants to go get a job and who's comfortable doing that. That's fine. But I also don't want to hear that same person complain about the job or complain about right. the money that they make if they're not willing to put in more to go do it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or say right. that they don't have the opportunity to do it when they do. Right. I mean, I don't, yeah. When you, when you think about it, how many people that are going out there and looking for work, how many of them are Googling, hey, like, what are the jobs that fit my degree? And what are the steps to get to that, to, to make that a success? But how many people go, hey, I don't want to just go find a job that's already in existence. How do I create a job for myself? You know, exactly. this is the it's the land of opportunity. But I'm I think and my show is called Freedom Empowered. So we talk about freedom. But I think that the American definition of freedom has kind of been skewed. I think that, yeah, we're free. But what people consider freedom is just building a life where you can uh, go get some education and then get a job. And then you can have a nine to five job making enough money to be comfortable own a house, start a family, and live ha- happily ever after. And that's fine if that's what you want, but there's a lot of people who are not like satisfied with that, who want more out of life, and they just there's no there's nowhere, there's no one to teach them to get there. And I think that that's kind of why we both started this our podcast is because we've discovered how one how easy it is to do your own thing and be successful. And two, how fun it is. I think there's a one of the biggest reasons why people aren't satisfied with life today is because uh, what people, what human beings are made for is to grow and to learn things and to kind of expand their, you know, their imagination, their knowledge base. And I don't think it's healthy and or what people were made to do to just work a nine to five job in something that they're that isn't their passion just exactly. to build a paycheck to go and have to do what they love to do on the weekends mm-hmm. or after work. You know, you don't own anything. Like you don't have anything that's yours. You didn't create anything. Like mm-hmm. that's not I think people feed off it and I know that I do personally and I'm sure you do too. I I love doing my podcast. I love working on my other business ventures. It may, it's enjoyable to me because I know that I own this and I'm working for something that's my own. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, I, I completely agree because, you know, when I even when I'm at work, like I go so 
I go the extra mile to do to you know pursue my own passions even at work like I, I'll admit it like if I'm if I'm not really busy whereas I, I'm not gonna go find extra work that I'm that I have to do or or that somebody wants me to do or go ask around and say hey is there anything you want me to do work you know, they're going to give me something that I really don't have to do and they just want me to do it. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes time for me, like I always look at free time or, or time where I'm in between assignments or something like that as the perfect opportunity to expand what I'm trying to do. I mean, I, I took there's what Washington requires 90 hours for the, the real estate exam or like you have to take a 90 hour class and then go past the exam. So I, I took the class. I started last Wednesday. I ended uh and I finished uh, two, yeah, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, and then I just finished on Friday. So in ten days, I took, I finished my ninety-hour class, my ninety-hour requirement, and you know, passed that little test. And now I got to go past the the state test. And I'm like, am I like not a lot of people would do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and right. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it just goes to show how you know we both think alike. We, I'm more, way more passionate about real estate than I am my job you know I, I think i literally think to myself man it just pays the bills for now you know what i'm saying because i know in the long like this isn't this isn't the long run this isn't what i want like and you know and it's fine some people love the love the military some people love the jobs it's just not something that's for me i don't think and i think i'm just not the type of person that likes to be held down by rules right <laughs> so have you heard of the podcast jocko willink you have you heard no. of him no, I haven't. So he's a former Navy. <coughs> he's a former Navy SEAL, but what he talks about is he used he he does talk about the military to kind of grow people and try to teach them different ideals. But what he says is everyone needs to be on a war path. Is what he he talks about it as. And some people say it's a gladiator mindset. But what I what the way I look at it is you need to have a mission in life in general, and that's what a lot of people fail to do is they fail to create their own mission. You know, if you're in the military, I, I think that, you know, kind of getting off on a tangent here, but a lot of reason why people will get out of the military and then not be satisfied with their life is because they're used to having a mission in front of them and having someone give them, you know, a set of tasks. But when you exactly. get out of the military or just in life in general, you don't have somebody, even if you're getting out of school, in school, you have homework, you have tests, you have like the checklist of things that you have to go and accomplish. But then when you're in the real world, it's, hey, I have to create my own mission. I have to create my own checklist of tasks to accomplish. And people don't see it as that. And they don't, they they fail to do that. And that's mm -hmm. where I, that's how you can be successful outside of the military, outside of college, outside of school, is you have to be able to sit down and be like, here's my goals for the week. Here's my goals for the months. Here's my goals for the year. And that's how you can become successful on a personal level. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more because, I mean, I, I think I talked about that maybe about like goal setting and stuff before in, my, in one mm -hmm. of my earlier podcasts. Um, but yeah, man, like I think the biggest thing that drives me, like I'm always, I've always been a big picture guy. Like I'm not, even to this day, like, you know, even though I preach about being an entrepreneur and even like short-term goal setting, it's kind of hard for me to say, to create a che checklist for myself. Like I just, it's hard for me to do that. Like just for a day, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to follow it and stick with it. And my mind is always going, but I always have a big picture in my head. And one of the the biggest picture for me, honestly, is, you know, eventually one day I plan to have kids and I don't want to be the type of person that 
I'm I'm like I I, I get a call from my from one of my children while they're in school and they say and they say oh we need someone to go pick them up and I can't go pick them up because I'm right. at work, or or if I go pick them up at work then I'm losing out on a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I, I want to be providing this, I, for them. It's providing for exactly. your kids. Exactly, and it's like yeah, hundred percent. And, and like I I want to be able to literally do everything that I can with you know my future kids and my family because that's just I mean as I haven't always been that way. I, you know, I might have used to mainly just focused on the money, but then now as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize, you know, like we're planning a wedding and stuff, and, and I'm starting to really look into the future and think about like, okay, what do I want life to be like in, you know, four or five years versus, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, right. do I want to go buy a nice car right now? No, I don't. I, I want to go be able to provide for my family and literally spend every minute of the day with them if I can. Right. <laughs> and a lot of people, they... They might talk shit on having money or being wealthy. And I think that money has been really demonized in society. But it's really about security. It's about providing for your family. I was uh, reading this thing or I was I think it might have been a podcast I was listening to. But they were talking about, hey, you know, you think money's not important. What happens when your wife gets cancer or one of your kids gets sick? You know what I mean? Like what saves them? Is it is it that you were a good person? Is it was that you you lived a humble life and just worked your job and you know was a loving father who No, it wasn't. It was do you have the money to take care of your family? Do you have the money to get through hard times, to provide for your kids, to give them a college education, to protect them from sickness? You know what I mean? And yeah, it's to, no, to do absolutely. that, you can't just be reliant on an employer to give you a job you have to you have to control your own source of income you have to control your own uh job and you have to have the knowledge and the skills to be successful if you get fired let's say you get fired this this happens to people all the time uh people get fired from jobs just because they're nearing their pension or they're getting paid too much money where they can hire someone that's younger to do the same job and then they mm -hmm. get fired in their 50s or in their late 40s and they have no knowledge they have no skills and they have put in zero effort to develop their human capital outside of that one job that they've been working since they were young exactly. and they they there's and they're lost and they're and then not only are you screwed but your family could be screwed your kids could be screwed and exactly no and and two things i'll say off of that is you know for the people out there that hate on others who have a lot of money number one you can hate on people with money all you want and say, oh, the big rich people, I don't know, whatever you want to say. But number one, you would do, I guarantee you, each and every single person saying that would trade places with the people with money. <laughs> and if you don't, then you're just, I don't know, you're just dumb. And <laughs> number two <laughs> is that, and I don't know if you listen to Andy Fisella's podcast, I kind of refer to him a lot um, because he kind of gave me the motivation to start a podcast, but... Andy Fisella, he says a lot, and it, and it makes sense, is that the people who have money are some of the best people. The people who've literally like built their businesses, expanded, you know, their skills and 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 built a life for them that everybody literally everybody else wants are some of the best people in the world. Because what people don't understand is that, and I say this a lot in my podcast, is that you have to be able to add value to other people's lives. And if you're not valuable, you're not gonna make money in life. Or you're not gonna make a lot or or more than you know the average person and the people who are making that much money and who are rich and who are on tv and all of all of those things especially the businessmen or businessmen and businesswomen is that they have they add so much 
more value to other people's lives than the average person. And you don't do that nine times out of ten. You're not doing that by being a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're, you're, you have abilities to, you know, build relationships with people when you speak to them and and network and and really, ex- you know, I don't know. There's just so much that goes into it, and I just don't understand why people have a negative connotation to those who have money. Money isn't everything, but it gives you the ability to have everything. In my opinion, M- money doesn't change who you are. What it does is it exemplifies and magnifies the person you are. So if you're a shitty person. Uh-huh then you you give a shitty person a million dollars and you're going to see just how shitty they are and shallow they are uh, tenfold. But you t- you give a good person money, they're, they're going to do good things. They're going to go and help people. They're going to go and, you know, change the world perhaps. And I, I just exactly. think that it's, I think that uh, I think that maybe why people get that mentality is because some people that want money are shitty people because all they care about is the money. But if that's if you're going to let that discourage you from going out there and starting your own business because the fear of money, like what if I become rich, I'm going to be a horrible person. That's not that's not even a good argument, I don't think. Exactly. I mean, and the people who do get money and, and don't know how to act with it and do bad things with it are the same people who, I mean, they just had bad principles and bad character in their life. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, like. Like I said, I, being an entrepreneur, open your own business, and that's something I, th- I encourage everybody to do, whether it's, no matter what your passion is. I mean, you know, I, I met a salesman last week, and he's really good at what he does, and he makes a lot of money, never went to college, um, makes way more than the average person. You know, he moved from L.A. He was super successful in, in the California, L.A. area, and, you know, he moved up to the Seattle area, and he's killing it again up there. You know, that just kind of goes to show how good he is at what he does. And I didn't really bring it up, but in my head, I was just thinking like, man, why don't you just open your own business? Figure out either partner with somebody who has a great, you know, tech product or something, or I don't know, just, or come up with a product or find a product that you can sell and and do it that way. Because, you know, working, he was complaining about, you know, his desk being next to the, like the director of sales for the whole floor. And I'm like, fuck that. Go get your, go get your own job or go, you know, go open your own company. Then you don't got to worry about it. You can do and say whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's just, but I just think differently. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, that's just how I think and how I'm wired. Right. You you just have to be comfortable breaking barriers and doing your own thing. And I'll ask you a question because, uh, something that I've encountered when I talk to people about being an individual and going and starting your own thing, they always like say, well, I don't even know what I want to do. Like I have no idea. And that's a big barrier for people just to figure out what they're interested in or what kind of business they want to create. So like, how did you discover that you were interested in real estate one? And then, yeah, I start there. So I don't know. I've always been the type of person that, you know, I do what makes sense. And I've always known that I wanted to do something in business, but for the longest time, I couldn't tell you what it was. Um, even in my business classes at West Point, like I was always interested in it. I always did really well in them. I mean, they're not super hard to do well in, but it just, everything just made a lot of sense to me, but I just couldn't pinpoint what it was that I wanted to do. And I could never, it's hard for me to come up with, you know, good ideas on my own. Um, yeah, I'm not the type of person that's going to invent the wheel, but I can build a business around building, you know, someone who invented the will. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right, the kind, right. that's the way 100%. I think. So, so I read um, somebody 
pointed a book in my direction. I'd never heard about it before. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and, I, and it was really life changing for me just because it changed my whole mentality of how I thought about things, it changed my whole mentality, how I thought about business. And it kind of just gave me the introduction to real estate. And that kind of sent me that was that was a summer. I finished it the summer going into my junior year. And that kind of sent me down a warpath towards um, studying this, both the stock market and, and companies and stuff like that and in real estate. And what I've learned is, um, well, I'll say this. I, I used, you know, some money that I had saved and I invested it in the stock market. And I actually over like a three and a half month period, not that is anything crazy. I wasn't day trading or anything. I was just, you know, investing in a specific strategy that I had found through my reading and studying. And I beat the stock market, but I had made like less than a thousand dollars. It was like eight hundred dollars in three months. And I'm like, I just made like more than the stock market performs. Everybody says, go put your money in the stock market, save, you know, put your money away and let it grow slowly into a, this big nest egg so you can retire. And, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But obviously, you know, I'm not the type of person that just does that. So, um, and it kind of just made me realize like, okay, I'm not going to invest my money in something that's going to earn slow money because that's just slow. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. But I've also understood that if I took that same money took a loan out and then bought a property with it, then uh, my returns per month is a lot better. And so that kind of just got me started to really look into real estate and understand it. And the more I really read about it, I, I understand and I really believed in the principles of real estate investing. And now I'm at a point and I'm in, I'm in a place where um, the market or the cost per house really is just so high out here in um in Washington, especially like in Tacoma, Seattle, Seattle, really, but Tacoma, it's going up as well. You know, you have to have a decent amount of money to, to get a, an investment property specifically. Um, so that's just, so that's why now I'm, I'm a real estate agent or I'm going to become a real estate agent because I know so much about real estate because of the like 10, 15 books I've read. I listen to, I've, I was listening to podcasts like every single day, like sometimes two, three podcasts a day on, I mean, the amount of time and effort I put into real estate, it just made so much sense because it's something that I already know. I'm not saying I'm an, a real estate expert, but I have way more knowledge of it than the average individual. And so I was just like, you know, it just makes sense. And then I took the te- took the course and, you know, I probably about 70% of the course I already knew. And I was, just, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just all comes, to, it's all starting to come together. And, um, and yeah, man, that's kind of, it's a long version of it, but that's kind of where I'm at and, you know, how I got started in the real estate. Right. It goes <laughs> to show though, it goes to show that everyone thinks that you need to learn from somebody else. You need to go to college or get some sort of formal education to develop skills and knowledge, but you don't because you know, like you just said it yourself, you just read some books, listened to some podcasts and put in some work on the individual level and you can develop the skill set to be able to get into a business like real estate without having a five-year degree, four-year degree, whatever it is, master's degree in, you know, real estate. And- exactly. Yeah, no, no, exactly. That, that's exactly right. I mean, if I could go back and do it all over, um, you know, I might... Other, I mean, other than my dream to play college football, if you take that out of my life, then I might even consider foregoing college, studying real estate in high school and just getting out and starting out right away because um, it's just such a lucrative business. And especially when it comes to um, when, especially whenever it comes to investing, 
man, there's just so many tax advantages. Like, th- there's a reason why Donald Trump didn't pay any taxes for how many years? You know what I'm saying? Whether you, th- yeah, whatever, wh- whatever you think about him, there's a reason why he didn't do it, and it's because he he's the biggest real estate mogul probably of all time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's 100%. just yeah, and so that I mean, just all of it just made so much sense to me, and um, like I said, I think for myself going forward and um, you know, even if you look at a lot of other really wealthy people, you know, a lot of them own apartment buildings and, you know, properties and everything. Uh, I mean, I could, the list can, I can tell you stories of people that I've ran into that, that are real estate investors and do well for themselves. People that have gone to West Point, people who haven't even gone to college. Um, even some people who didn't go to high school or finish high school. So, yeah, but <laughs> so what do you, so, I know uh, you were handing out free T-shirts at the wedding the other weekend. What, oh, <laughs> so what are you guys doing with that? Like, what type of business did you open with your friend? So, um, yeah, we have kind of a, a plan set up. But at first, I like to say that we're on the beginning level, like the low level of business. And especially while we have jobs to work, it's a little hard to fully invest time and effort into starting your own business. So we, we thought about it, hey, what can we do now that has potential to one, teach us skills and two, uh, maybe even be successful. And the first thing was the podcast because just it doesn't take that much time. And I think that it helps us express the mentality that we've learned uh, to other people. And I think the podcast, the second thing that the podcast does is it teaches us a lot because um, one of the things we do is we'll have episodes on just random people that are successful. We've done them on Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, uh, all these people that have been successful. So we get to analyze them and then we learn from the things that they've done. And it's helped us go out there and start other things. So one thing that we're doing, and I haven't really talked about it at all on the podcast, but we're, we started a, it's, technically an outdoor equipment store business, but we don't have really anything other than uh, some clothing and then some other small accessories. But uh, yeah, it's a, right now it's internet based business because we're in a location where I don't think it's the best to start a, to actually get a building and open a store or anything. But yeah, so uh, we're trying to push, it's like a hobby base. So the podcast is like, how do you change your life? And then Uh this other business is, hey, well, you know, it's not how do you change your life, but if you have a hobby, how do we help you in your time off to get a better hobby or to enjoy yourself to the fullest extent? And one of the things that's really interesting about it is people like it. Like it's not, I mean, the podcast is very, it's been accepted uh, pretty well uh, just in general, but for this other one, we focus on snowboarding, we focus on surfing and hiking. And so we're constantly trying to like push this exploration mindset. And at the same time, hopefully within the next couple of years, we're going to be able to be selling product that helps you uh, get started in all in a bunch of different uh, hobbies and sports across the board. But obviously, uh, I just said, as of now, we're just selling some clothing, but it's not bad. Hey, you got a T-shirt. It's not. I do have a T-shirt. I have a T-shirt. Right. And it's not a bad... It's it's pretty dope. I can't lie. It's pretty dope. I wore it the other day. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to start. And that just goes to show that anyone can start it. You could be working a 80-hour-a-week job. You could be working your ass off 
and still have a side hustle. Absolutely. It doesn't take, especially with the advent of the internet and internet businesses, you can run a full business from your house a couple hours a night. You buy a website and websites, they cost 200 bucks a year for a website. And then that's it. And you just, you can open a store and be selling product to the entire world. And that's another thing. It's not, it's, it's better than a store because a store only reaches the, uh, like the people in the surrounding area, but with the website, uh -huh. you have 7 billion people, potential buyers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's yeah. just, no, and, there's no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, how many people out there go to work and bullshit on Instagram anyways, you know what I'm right. saying? Like you can easily turn your Instagram into a business. I mean, look at like half of like the most popular Instagram followers. You take out just celebrities. Look at those inner or those, those, inner Instagram users, sorry. Look at those Instagram users who have, you know, thousands and maybe even hundreds of thousands of followers and look at what they do. They promote themselves so much and they promote what they do so much. And it's it's so easy to turn your your Instagram page or your Twitter page or your Facebook page or even create a Facebook page about your business. And you can use it, you know, you get a five minute break in between, you know, what you're doing at work. Get on your phone, maybe make a post, go like something, you know, send a message, whatever, get back off. I mean, I send text, I send emails, I go on Instagram all the time and look at different things or or try to figure out different ways that I can use it and most effectively manage my time while I'm at work and in between what I have to do in order to build my, you know, my real estate business. And right now, obviously, I can't really do much because I don't have my license yet. But, you know, with literally in less than a week, I'm hoping to change that. So that's definitely something that that you know, I agree 100%. The internet is an amazing thing. It can be good and it can be bad. It can be the biggest time waster of all time. Or it could be something that you use to your advantage to literally put food on your table. Right. You know it's what I'm saying? Like, it's just all about how you use it and the mindset that you have and what you're trying to do. And I wish that they had, you know, something. I wish I I mean, I, I, in the long run, you know, like I said before, you know, people who end up becoming successful end up helping other people in a lot of ways. You know, you look at athletes who give back. Um, LeBron James is open to I Promise Academy, whatever. And not saying I'm going to do anything like that. But one thing that I do want to do is I want to be able to I want to figure out a way to influence high school kids and maybe even teach high school kids, uh, maybe in my hometown or or anywhere, really, to really understand that like what it means to be successful in the real world and give them life skills that'll help them make more money over their long, over their life than any high school class would have, you know, taught them. Um, you know, I took entrepreneurship and strategic management in college. And those were honestly probably the two best classes I've ever took in terms of business because marketing too, it helped a lot too. Um, but those, those, th those three classes really just helped me so much with understanding you know, one, how to run a business is strategic management. Um, two, how to, you know, the aspects of marketing and, you know, your target audience and just the really basic stuff that I had no idea about that nobody ever teaches you, especially in high school. And then um, entrepreneurship, just obviously, you know, entrepreneurship, we talked about so many different aspects of being an entrepreneur and opening up your own businesses. We went to a business plan competition, pitched a presentation, did that whole thing. And I mean, it's like those three classes and those experiences that I had really kind of propelled me to even understand that in a time where I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do, propelled me towards the idea of I'm going to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to open my own, I'm going to be a business owner one day. I'm not going to, you know, just sit around and 
just I don't know, work a nine to five job and be laid off or something like fuck that. I'm gonna go do what I want to do, and if I crash and fall, I'm sure I'll get back up and and keep fighting. So <laughs> completely, and and when you talk about you mentioned LeBron James, but it goes to show that you need to be successful if you want to help people. Even if your only goal is to be a servant and to help other people, you still have to be successful and you have to have, you know, at least a decent amount of money to even to even start thinking about impacting people on a big level. You know, the reason why he's able to reach out to so many people is because he is successful and he has money and he's able to invest exactly. in other people's future. But if you just want to, you know, just if you just only care about helping people, but you have no money, like okay, you can go volunteer at the local animal shelter, but what what like that's exactly how, what I was how thinking. many people can you help? If you want to change the world, you have to one have enough money and success to be able to fund it, and two, you know what? An even better way is to find a way to monetize helping other people to turn it into a business. Because mm -hmm. if you can create some sort of business that helps people, but at the same time generates at least some money to where you're not just losing a profit off of it then guess what? You're helping people and there's, it's able, it's a self-sustaining, you know, service, you know? Exactly. No, no, I agree. I mean, who helps, uh, I'll ask you this, you know, who, who is really impacting more lives? The person who volunteers at the homeless shelter or the person who owns the vol, vol, vol the or the homeless shelter? It. Exactly. I don't think, yeah, I don't think why, <laughs> if you're going to go, I mean, no skin off your back, if you're, uh, a nice person who wants to go feed homeless people, but what if you created a business where you were able to hire a couple hundred homeless people to do a job for you and were able to pay them, give them job skills and build them up to where later on they can get a different job and get back on their feet and possibly own a house one day and and just live their life. But, you know, giving them food's awesome, but I, I like yeah. to think that there's a... With success doesn't hurt anybody. It just helps everybody. No, yeah, exactly. Especially whenever success is in the right hands of the right people. And like I said, most people who are successful, usually, not all the time, but usually are good people who do in turn help a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man. Well, it was awesome talking to you, man. My phone's yeah. actually about to die. So. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I I'm glad we got to reach out and do this. We may have to do this again, man, because I feel it like will. we could have talked for like will. two hours. <laughs> all right. All right, man. Sounds I'll talk good. to you later. All right.